I was very emotional last night. Watched the entire match. Was yelling at my TV and was actually concerned in the beginning. But Serena, of course, was super clutch and made a great comeback and won it. Yeah, it was so much fun watching her. It's literally the only reason I watch tennis is to watch her. So I guess my tennis watching days are coming to an end. I was, wait, I was thinking about (laughs) that. Like, am I hanging up my tennis watching day? Like, I don't know. I don't picture myself being as interested. I mean, I I think I would pick up like watching Coco Golf and Naomi Osaka. Like those are probably like the next wave of yeah the all tennis players that I can support. Although I will say, Carly, I did see a report today from uh, Mark Burns, mm-hmm. uh, who uh, by the way, guys, is a former guest in the Morning Consult, and they did a poll um, among tennis fans, and they actually did factually state that there was a large. Um, decrease in fans that will watch the sport um, after she retires. That really goes to show you the impact she's made on the sport. Right. Like she single hand, like I, there was also um, a post by front office sports of a whole flight of people just tuning into the match. I saw that. That was wild. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. And they had this really nice after the match, um, they had this really nice, sort of ceremony for her they had a few people speak they did a little montage um billy jean king made a speech to serena which was just absolutely incredible and she mentioned meeting serena when serena was six or seven years old at a tennis camp in california yeah she told her that after she saw her serve she said don't change a thing because serena has the best serve in all of tennis and the the game really left her mark as such a legend and Billie Jean King by the way looked amazing oh yeah and I loved how she was wearing she said I'm wearing pink because Serena's favorite color yeah also I didn't know that was her favorite color no I didn't know that either um but Billie Jean King is adorable like I would love to meet her she's amazing and while we're talking about outfits Serena literally had diamonds on her sneakers (laughs) like (laughs) I know this is so funny It, it she like gives just such an amazing aura and you know queen vibes exactly like i think they actually u.s tennis tweeted the queen and queens which is kind of funny but the, the skirt in her outfit was supposed to have six layers one for each of her six prior titles but carly you said she didn't end up wearing all six i think she only she only ended up wearing two she was like it was too hot i was wondering <laughs> that i literally was like isn't she hot but yeah yeah, yeah. Um, you know but it was a really nice um little tribute they did to her um and she'll be playing again on wednesday i know in the second round i'm so excited and guys there are so many celebrities there oh like they're panning over and i saw spike lee and i was like i wonder if he likes watching winners like he's not used to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no but like really like Damn. i'm sorry i'm sorry if you're a knicks fan but he's just used to disappointment this is true he it's a new thing for him like i saw him like sitting on like the edge like leaning in he's probably like wow (laughs) (laughs) yeah i also didn't even know he was like i'm learning that he's actually a huge serena williams fan but yeah i mean who isn't we're learning like all these people are but then again it's not it's not a surprise it was really funny i was watching it with my parents and francisco lindor who's a met was there yeah. and he oh my like, looked so different. He was like all like dressed to the nines and everything. And I rewinded like five times and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's it's always so exciting to see your favorite athletes like out and about. And his family, by the way, is adorable. Yeah. Um, but no, it was it was awesome. Really looking forward to Wednesday. Yeah, for sure. And 
In other news, the NFL season is right around the corner. The preseason has just wrapped up. It was cut day today. Um, we're recording on Tuesday. I want to talk about that a little bit next week. As I was saying to Sarah before we started recording, um, I'm really curious to see who ends up on practice squads. So that information doesn't come out until the next day because the way it works with the waiver system is um, you have to cut guys, and then if they don't if they don't get signed off of waivers, then you can re-sign them to your practice squad. Um, so I'm really curious about who ended up on practice squad, so we'll kind of chat about that next week. But to start off, something that we didn't address, because literally the news came out right after we were done recording last week, which is just like <laughs> the weirdest timing. Um, but Deshaun Watson's suspension has been finalized. Um he the suspension has been increased to 11 games and it officially started today yeah and i know that sadly even though this is obviously a very serious topic people will probably use this to talk about their fantasy and kind of frame advantages for themselves but luckily from Peller pass carly has a great cheat sheet for you guys yeah so i have just a few guys that i'm gonna throw out there um last year i did like a full deep dive on fantasy we're just doing like a little short list um of guys that i like kind of want to call out if you did your fantasy draft already and these guys are not on your list well sorry what you're gonna do about it you should have consulted me before you draft <laughs> but oh and that being said please no one dm me um <laughs> for fantasy advice thank you thank you um no um start off um want to hit on michael carter with the new york jets running back so in sort of surprising news, which is why he is a bit of a sleeper, he has been currently named the starter over Brees Hall. So he will be getting those starting reps. Think about that when you come to drafting. Okay, but I feel like you were considering that Michael Carter is 5'8". So I just want to mention that I have the measurables to play in the NFL. <laughs> like if I was going up against Michael Carter, there'd be an even playing field that I just find that. Absolutely amazing. Could right, totally but Sarah, buy. what's your 40? <laughs> I don't even talk about that. But I just find that, like, crazy. Like, I could one-on-one Michael Carter in basketball. I'd, I'd have a shot, I feel like. Yeah, on basketball? Yeah. Yeah. In football? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, we could attempt to set that up, though. Maybe we chat someone at the Jets. No. We, get, we go on the field, we get on their practice field, we have Michael Carter come down. That would be so fun. But, like, Carly, he's two, he's he's over 200 pounds and he's 5'8". Like, and it's all purely, like, muscle. It's muscle. It's all muscle. Like, his legs, it's insane. Um, wow. When I worked for Penn, one of our running backs was 5'5", and he was so jacked. Like, he was so, so strong. It was unbelievable. And what gave him an advantage is that of that height is he could, like, hide behind O-linemen. Wow. That's wild. <laughs> That's actually awesome. Right? And he was so, like, his thighs were, like, insane. Like, his quads were, like, ridiculous. I don't know if they were, like, Saquon quads. No one has the quads. But, <laughs> but I feel like, you know, it's funny, Carly. I remember we talked about this actually last season. But we talked about, like, kind of a trend of, of like, smaller, shiftier guys mm-hmm. uh, running back in the NFL. And I just feel like it just continues. So I think it really – I, I – it's like it's twofold almost because you have these guys who are super shifty and can catch on the backfield and can meet guys miss and um, like to have this twitch to them. But then you also see 
these like bigger guys like a Najee Harris mm-hmm. like, who can just mm-hmm. who can really stand up to a linebacker in the passing game um, and be a real threat there. So I think it depends on your philosophy and where you want to go. Like you look at the differences in the teams and how they want to set up their run scheme. You know, you look at speaking of small guys who are super duper shifty and have all the moves. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who plays for the Chiefs. He came out of LSU and at LSU, oh my God, he had all, he's five, seven. He had like all the moves, like he would dodge and dip and like all this stuff. Um, and he would like make people miss all the time. And it's interesting because he kind of had to like figure out how to bring that to the pro level because on the college level, right. he was able to make people miss in all those ways. But on the pro level, you're not necessarily going to, Everyone's to like, lost. right. You're not going to use yeah. all your tricks the same way. So he had, he had to have that learning curve. I kind of see that with guys in the NBA, too, though. There's a lot of smaller guards that have been coming up in the league and having yeah. to try their ways, too. But, but I mean, like, size isn't everything. We've seen that. Right. Exactly. That's a really good point. Um, so, moving on, I want to talk about um, tight end position. Dawson Knox out of Buffalo. I've, are, I've, like, really liked this kid for years now. Um, he's efficient. He's smart. He's tough. Mm-hmm. Really, really like him. With all the weapons that Buffalo has, defenses are going to have a tough time covering all of them. It's going to leave people open. And also, Josh Allen is very comfortable with Dawson Knox, as as we've seen in the past. So I think that's why he is probably, like, your best target in your fantasy draft if you're looking at tight ends on that Buffalo team. And then let's go to Green Bay. So this isn't really a sleeper. But I had to mention, just in case you forgot, Devontae Adams is off in Las Vegas with his old school with his old school buddy um, <laughs> out there, Derek Carr. They're having a great time out in Vegas. So just let you know that Aaron Rodgers doesn't have him anymore. So Alan Lazard becomes Rodgers' number one guy. Let's remember that because you have someone paired with Aaron Rodgers. Odds are they're going to be pretty damn good. I love Alan's confidence. Like, he's just been so hype. I always yes. look at his Twitter. He's such a fun guy. Okay. What has he been tweeting? This is... He's been tweeting so many, like, interesting plays. He's very interactive. Like, he quote tweets. And he retweeted someone that said being a mom is just as important as any career. So, soft spot for me. Love too. that. Maybe yeah. we should have him on the pod. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he'll, he'll, give, he'll hype us up. Um, yeah. I love him. Yeah. Alan, if you're listening. <laughs> exactly. I want to talk about the wide receiver, George Pickens. He was a second-round pick this year. Um, He could have gone first, but he had some character issues. But he has had a super great camp and a really good preseason with Pittsburgh. So just keep an eye out for that. You know, I think people sometimes forget about these, like, rookies and these young guys when they're doing their fantasy Mm -hmm. drafts. But you cannot forget about them, especially if um, teams have sort of, like, moved around or recreated themselves um, in that way. Speaking of teams recreating themselves, I want to look at Jacksonville. So hopefully this year will be better for <laughs> Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars than it was. But I'm gonna miss year. the rants though. I'm going to miss the rants. I know, I know. You know, we had our fun um, really hating on Urban Meyer because he gave us a lot of the material to do so. Right. But I will say, like, I really like Doug Peterson. Um, he's an awesome guy. I've met him on multiple occasions and really like him. I really like his coaching philosophy. Yes, his 
the way he calls games is a little risky for my taste, mm-hmm. but I appreciate him. But that being said, I think that Trevor Lawrence will be much improved this year. I think the culture of the team will be better. Travis Etienne at running back will be coming back from an injury. So there will be room for this offense to actually be moving. And I think Christian Kirk is going to be a big target for Trevor Lawrence. I think if you can get him in a later round pick in your fantasy draft, he's a great, um, you know, third or maybe second wide receiver, or even someone that you can keep on your bench that would really produce points when, when your starters are out. So keep an eye on that. And then want to hit on another runner, Jared McKinnon, Kansas City. He's the second string behind Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who I mentioned earlier. He's great for PPR. He does a lot of stuff out of the backfield, catching. They really make him very versatile, I feel like. So hit on that, especially if you're in a PPR league. And then lastly, I want to talk about T. Higgins and Cincy. So – The reason this came to mind is because we saw what T. Higgins did for the Bengals when C.J. Uzama was hurt in the postseason last year. So even though since he has Hayden Hurst now, T. is still a big and very comfortable target for Burrow over the middle. So I think he will have a good amount of production on that team. And that is your fantasy rundown. That was amazing. I took notes. Thanks. Are you, Sarah's not. Are you in a fantasy league? No, but well, I just I think this is that you're taking notes. I just think this is so valuable. Thank you. Are you I in a fantasy it. league this year? No, you know, you know, I have my reasons for not playing fantasy. But yeah. if I had a dollar for every time someone said, "Carly, you should play fantasy," I'd be rich. But do you, are they doing it at work? Is there like a good work? One? Um, there is some people doing it at work. I wasn't asked, but that's okay. <laughs> um (laughs) that's so funny but it's okay like I just don't you know how I feel about it like I have Mm -hmm. a really hard time with it because I have issues with how it's affecting the game now and how people view the game yeah so I feel like well that's what I was saying about Deshaun Watson Carl like that's a obviously an incredibly serious topic and I feel like for people to take serious things like that and just think about it in the lens of fantasy yeah I I just don't appreciate that people become very obsessive with their fantasy teams exactly yeah yeah and I just don't I don't like being a part of that yeah yeah um but I will spit knowledge about it so um (laughs) so there you go um Sarah yeah, Ohio State. Please, I'm so excited this weekend. I know this is one of the games actually we were considering traveling for. Oh, um, yeah, but we decided on another game. But okay, no, did I'm, you decide? I, yeah, I think we're doing the Wisconsin game. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Good. So, how are we feeling? So, Ohio State is ranked number two currently, and Notre mm-hmm. Dame is ranked number five. Yep. And Ohio State is favored by seventeen and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to do, like, uh, yeah. a deep digging into the roster. kind of reminds me of when me and Carly were at Giants camp together. And we were, like, asking if they had a roster. They didn't even have one. Oh, my gosh. And- <laughs> they were, like, you could scan the barcode. I like a paper roster. I'm old school. She likes to annotate. But the point is, like, <laughs> sometimes our personal lives just get so busy that we don't have time for the usual roster digging that we like to do. This is true. And um, Ohio State lost a lot of guys to the pros that last year so i know and and you know last season defense obviously was an issue it prevented them from getting to where he wanted so just hoping that 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 changes and ryan day seems pretty confident in that yeah i mean he's he's really taken over the program and done well 
Um, and then on the other side, Notre Dame has a new head coach, Marcus Freeman. He replaced Brian Kelly. He went to LSU. And I really like Marcus Freeman's story. Um, he worked his way up in the coaching ranks after learning that he couldn't pursue an NFL career due to medical conditions. Yeah. And he was formerly the defensive coordinator at Cincy. And he helped the Bearcats to one of the best defensive units in football. And hint, hint, Ahmad Sartre Gardner uh, was a part of that <laughs> defensive unit. Um, so this guy has a pretty good track record. I think he's going to do great things with the Notre Dame team. And I'm excited. Like, I like his story a lot. And I think he really hypes up the guy as well. It's almost like a battle of the coaches because – because Ohio State was struggling so much on defense, they really focused on who they were going to have as their new defensive coordinator. And, and hiring Jim Knowles, he's like the highest paid defensive coordinator in Ohio oh. State history. Um, yeah. So it's it pretty pays big. off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We will see. Let's pivot to the baseball world. So a couple weeks ago, we were talking about how the Padres are bolstering their roster and that we were waiting for Fernando Tatis to come back to join this newly bolstered roster that included Juan Soto and Josh Bell. Um, Well, he's not coming back for 80 games because he has been suspended for performance-enhancing drugs. So they have invested a ton of time and money into him as a young talent. Um, And he maybe unknowingly, knowingly, we don't know. He claims he didn't know that the substance was in what he was taking, but regardless, it's still a violation um, of the league's policies. And I was a little surprised um, that, I mean, I understand it, but Adidas dropped their endorsement deal with him, quote, saying, we believe that sports should be fair. We have a clear policy on doping and can confirm that our partnership with Fernando Tatis Jr. will not continue. Um, I do understand this. I still was a little shocked. And a highlight, though, the Little League World Series was so much fun. I mean, seeing the headlines for these young kids was so funny. Yeah, I always love the Little League World Series. Um, I just, like, really appreciate these kids. Um, So Hawaii did win it all. Good for Hawaii. Um, And I want to read some of the things that they asked these kids and they put them in their like stat line while they're up to bat. I think it's hysterical. So Brody Jackson, he's 4'11". He's 11 years old and his dream job is a chicken nugget taste tester. That's also my dream job. I think you could be friends with Brody and you guys could eat chicken nuggets together. It's funny because I feel like that'd be most people's dream, but not Carly. It is not my dream. (laughs) And only a tester. An, an oatmeal taste tester. That sounds like a horrible job. That's what you would like to do with your future. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, all right. This next kid, Presley Smith, they asked him what his hobby is. Talking to girls. <laughs> He's just going to be an absolute player. Stud. <laughs> so funny. And last, Colby Kovar. He's 13. His favorite website? Google. <laughs> it's useful it's a resource you know he's not wrong at least he didn't say wikipedia yeah that's true so while we're on the subject of like little league and stuff i wanted to like talk a little bit about like the sports we played as kids and like mm-hmm. sarah what did that mean to you like being part of a team when you were a kid and playing those sports i think it teaches you everything it teaches you discipline i mean you and you're also learning for the first time that not only do you need to obviously work hard at 
you know, to achieve what you want. But sometimes you're you're not going to experience fairness and not everything mm-hmm. is going to go your way and you still have to surmount those obstacles. So it taught me everything. Yeah, that's a really great point. I think like from the jump, obviously it teaches you how to work with other people. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing, it teaches you that other people will depend on you. That's such a good point. Yeah. And it holds you accountable for how you perform in your actions and how you carry yourself. Yeah. I guess, it's weird though because I can't it's on that point I guess it's weird to picture this for like individual sports where you're not playing mm-hmm. with a team like I, that right. must be so different I feel like it is and I don't have that experience no so I don't Never. know what that's like but it, it definitely like you don't have that same dynamic with a team as individual yeah for sure and then Something that I also think is interesting that has, like, been discussed in the past probably, like, five to ten years, like, uh-huh. more of it, is this idea of specialization. So to kind of describe that to listeners, it's basically when you're very, very um, focused on a single sport or a single position from a very young age versus, like, playing all different kinds of sports year-round, you're really – trained in one particular sport or position so the like I always think of this like does this hurt or help kids it probably does a little bit of both that's a great question yeah I think it's a great question I don't even think it's my decision to form an opinion like every parent can kind of do what they want but yeah I personally wouldn't I don't think I think it like in terms of just like the outcome in the in sports or like how they perform Mm-hmm. I feel like obviously your skill set, your skill set is narrowed, but the skills you do have are very, very good because you've been practicing them so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, you're burning out that muscle that you're using, those muscles that you're using over and over again, like all these different sports, you're utilizing different parts of your body. For example, this is really wild to me. Kids that are specialized to be pitchers from a really young age. They are getting Tommy John surgery as a preventative measure. Now, Tommy John surgery is usually something that happens to professional pitchers that they have to get. It's like, um, it's almost like a ligament that they like work on in your um, throwing arm. Um, but now kids are getting it even before they need it. That I've never even heard of that. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? That that seems very unfair to the to the kids. Yeah. So I I don't know like. For me, I definitely think there are, like, positive negatives, but also at the same time, I think, like, it should be well-rounded. And you look at professional athletes, and a lot of them played different sports yeah. up until a certain age, when the, then they That's became so true. focused. Yeah. I wouldn't want to make that decision. I'd kind of want to, like, put them in everything and ask what they like the most. Yeah, I think so, too. And then it gives you a different skill set. Like, I think about how, like, okay, a lot of, like, offensive linemen at one play- point played basketball. So if you have a tackle – Mm-hmm. that play basketball like that's a good sign because their feet are really good yeah yeah so exactly. like certain skills you can pick up from other sports and I think that like, you can carry that even if you do become specialized at some point it makes you more well-rounded I agree yeah so just a really interesting there but um wow we kind of covered a lot today <laughs> I know today was like all over the place but it was exciting yeah um anything like we're looking forward to obviously the NFL kickoff is next Thursday I would say for me, like, yeah, college football, NFL, and I don't know. I'm waiting for NBA drama to pop up. We haven't seen too much drama. We haven't seen too much. Oh, we didn't touch on that after all of that with Kevin Durant. He's just staying with the Knicks. 
I mean, the Nets. Like, Excuse me. The Nets. It, it kind of makes it kind of reminds me of when the Tom Tom Brady wanted to mess with all our feelings, just like Kevin Durant. But like Kevin Durant is like so much more like drama. And, no, like, he loves he's it. He's like, if he I'm gonna it. stay, like these people have to go. <laughs> No, it's very drawn out. And the thing is, like, if you look at his Twitter, he loves being the villain. Like, he loves. Oh my god, he loves it. And then he was like, "Never mind, I'll stay, and everyone else can stay." Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's so crazy. And I don't even think I don't anticipate that they're going to that they're going to go all the way this upcoming NBA season. You don't think so? No, I do not. So you think it's like a waste? I wouldn't call it a waste. Like, I think they'll get far, but I don't anticipate them winning at all. Like, they're not my they're not my too early prediction for NBA champs. So, okay. Who is who are your two early predictions? I think I, I think I'll give that within the next two. It's like I want a little bit more time to okay. see how things shake out. But, That's fair. Yeah. I, I will uh, ask you in three weeks. Put <laughs> <Yeah>. on <laughs> my calendar. Ask Sarah her circle back. Circle back. Circle back. We will follow up on this in a, in three weeks. <laughs> I hate that we're just old people now, and we just like think corporate jokes are so funny. And we speak in corporate. Like, have you? ever been going i mean it's happened to us but you go from like writing an email to like texting someone and oh my god you're like sorry for the delay i know and i've (laughs) actually told carly over text like okay we'll follow up and it's first line it's like for dinner among friends it's like oh my god crazy we'll circle back here um (laughs) (laughs) but anyway um yeah so i'll be circling back with sarah on her way too early predictions i'm putting a calendar invite for it do it We're gonna wait really quick, what? Carly. Yeah. Wait, I just want everyone to know when Carly. Oh, I'm so we- ready to wrap. Oh, okay. <laughs> when we have dinner with our friends, Carly sends calendar advice for dinners. I just want everyone to know that. I do. I I like being organized, and I like everyone to be on the same page. No, I know. I just feel like the world had to know the truth. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm the planner. Like I really am. I'll I will. I'll do the res. I'll send it to people. I'll make I know. sure that everyone is aware. <laughs> and I, I will and you know what I do as well? I will follow up the day before to make sure we are still going. <laughs> yes, I will I confirm. I confirming that. we are still going to dinner. <laughs> okay. Sorry to interrupt the wrap. Okay. Wrapping up here. Uh, you guys know where to find us. Next one up podcast on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Next one up pod at gmail.com. And we will see you guys next week. Bye.